We're back. Still no podcast. Oh, good podcast. Come to those who wait. We're, we're still, we are waiting to hear back from Eminem after recording our disc podcast. I don't think we were mean enough. Yeah, I think we did kind of drop the ball with being mean. That's that's the part a, of uh, about being a, a a good disser that I've I've never gotten because I, I I still want to be friends after I do do a diss. Uh, you really have to dip into the phobia bucket to do a good diss. I think you got to make fun of somebody's sexual orientation or their weight. Yeah. That's that's something that I, I I've been meaning to get. I don't have a phobia bucket here. Yeah, just a <laughs> there's fucking phobias just laying around everywhere. I should clean this place up and put them. Back I will in tell bucket. you that the uh, the proliferation of <laughs> fake phobias on Reddit has made sourcing questions for trivia nights a lot harder. A lot of these trivia websites that I like to go to for ideas are flooded with fear of fear of uh, yellow clowns is known as what? It's like, no, no, shut up. Not a real thing. <laughs> go away. Quit putting this stuff on trivia. Webs. All, there's man. I There's a lot of bad trivia out there. You'll look it up and it'll be like, no, that's not true at all. It's never been true. It's not even like a thing where like this is just outdated. It's like well, a thing uh, like, as, as misinformation runs rampant across America, it, it 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 must at some point must come for our trivia. Yeah, just you're on like trivia.com and it says where was Barack Obama born? <laughs> and I'm like Kenya. I don't care what I don't care what Snopes <laughs> says. They've got a liberal bias. <laughs> Boy, it is funny though how it only took like five years tops for me to be go from laughing at people saying Snopes has liberal bias to being like, you know, I think Snopes does have liberal bias. <laughs> I just wish that it was just a website that was like, no, a man did not put a duck in his butt. Yeah. Like it used to be, you know. Well, it used to let you know which. Uh, I mostly went there for Disney-related, uh, either like Disney ghost story kind of bullshit that's not true, or like, oh, they did put frames of pornography in their movie. They put pornography in the rescuers, and they poisoned a bunch of children with hot dogs on accident. They were like, "We gotta kill these rats at Disneyland." We'll just poison a bunch of hot dogs and leave them laying around. They didn't think, oh, children would pick up a hot dog off the ground and just take a bite. How how do you how do you make a a, a ground hot dog not appetizing to a child? I think what they do now is they have that little box that's like a maze. You have to get through the maze to get to, to the get poison. to the hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> spill a hot dog in there. <laughs> And they, they post like, those signs that say like this: "This is uh, an exterminator contraption, or or something like." They'll have a sign now that says that that's what this plastic thing is on the ground. Warning: Don't stick your fingers in there. And try to the hot, hot dog, dog in out. here is for rats only. <laughs> I don't know. Like to to me, I don't think I would eat the hot dog. I just want to know if the hot dog is real. It's a Schrodinger's hot dog. Yeah, it's, until right. you it's open a, up, it's a Skinner you hot get dog the maze. Box. Yeah, this is how you die. You got to know if that hot dog is in there, and then you can't help yourself. I worked up a little bit of a an appetite breaking into that exterminator box. Yeah, now all I can think about is hot dogs. Now all I want is a poison hot dog. <laughs> hot dogs, poison yeah. hot dogs. <laughs> What kind of man eats poison hot dogs? What a way to go. You know, like, uh, I think that that's got uh, a little more, little more of a 
verve to it than uh, drinking the hemlock juice like Socrates. I, I think that, that a man of that that status should have gotten a poison hot dog. Socrates has to. They bring him a big foot long. <laughs> Every, everybody's crying and sad as as oh, as, as, Socrates. as Socrates chows down on a foot long coney. <laughs> they got a beer bong full of hemlock. <laughs> That sucks, man. They should have done something cooler to Socrates. Just drink hemlock. They could have like fired him from a catapult. They had catapults back then, right? Um just hop up in that thing. I mean, they got volcanoes. Could have just thrown him in a volcano. That's true. Yeah. Or if they got to the top of the mountain and were like, oh, this one's not a volcano. They could have just been like, well, just throw well, them off the mountain. It's still pretty tall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just look, we just dug a hole in the top of the in the top of the mountain and we put some uh, fire down there. We're going to throw you in the fire hole. <laughs> Pretend it's a volcano. Hemlock is the stop hitting yourself of capital punishment. Because they make you drink it. Well, they didn't. He, I think he chose to. I, I think he committed suicide, didn't he? He was sentenced to death, wasn't and he? I, I thought that he was like, I'm going to go out on my terms. Hemlock. I think that Hemlock was the case that they gave him. I can't remember. Well, like, this will be I, next I, I, week's I think that, Department that it of Corrections. Was, uh, like, they, like, he knew he was going to die, and I think that that was his more dignified way of dying than whatever... They had cooked up. I think they were going to do maybe the we're going to bury him up to his neck and paint honey on his face kind of stuff. They're going to do a, a jackass bit mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, they're going to they're going to hit him with a giant spring loaded hand while he's carrying a tray of soup. <laughs> I'll be honest that all all that I know about Socrates drinking hemlock is from an old Steve Martin special that I saw on TV. Socrates, the trial is over. Here's your hemlock. Ah, thank you. Well, what was the verdict? When do I get out of here? But Socrates, the verdict was death. Death? You gotta be kidding me. For what? For teaching the youth wisdom. Well, I'll take it all back. Call him in here. I'll renounce everything. Let's get out of here. Let's go get some Chinese food. But, Socrates, you drank the hemlock. So what? It's poisonous. It is? Since when? But speaking of uh, not knowing things, we do need to go to the Department of Corrections. Okay. I'm sorry. So sorry. Folks. That God damn it. I made a mistake. Last week, we talked about a reality show that involved... Jesse Ventura hunting people on an island. And I'm I'm afraid I was wrong. This program was about John Cena hunting people on an (laughs) island, not Jesse Ventura. Didn't uh, uh, Ventura have a a Bigfoot show, though, of some some sort? Uh, Perhaps. I don't know. I'm not going to stand by that. I don't want to get department... Of correction yeah. next week. I'm sorry. I got Jesse Ventura confused with John Cena. The two could not be more different. One of them is practically a, a sovereign citizen, and the other one is a, a coward who apologizes to China every chance he gets. In Chinese. It's man, have you seen the one where it's just him talking about how much he loves ice cream in Chinese? <laughs> I, I want to know because it, it seems like he's speaking Chinese badly, but you yeah. know, still it's still impressive, way more than I could say. But I like wonder he's just if got he's an actually... ice cream cone and he's like pointing to it and just saying stuff. I can't even like. I'm not going to try to impersonate because 
in my mind, what he is saying is just gibberish. <laughs> he doesn't actually know Chinese. They're just like, yeah, it's real good, John. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And then they just dub over it. Like, what if that was what if that was what was going on with like uh, Jackie Chan movies? What if he was just like, hey, English. And we just assumed that he was speaking Chinese in those early films, but he was actually doing bad English that didn't sound like anything. I remember the first time I saw a Jackie Chan movie and I was very confused. I had never seen a movie that was dubbed before. Or at least not pretty much wholly dubbed. And uh, yeah. I was like, they messed up my tape. Like the sounds don't. Like I, I thought oh, it was yeah. something when the production of the, the video cassette I was watching. Because the they have like American and, and like British actors speaking english but then they dub over them too yes and, and that's so, actually like, i've heard that that's because in hong kong it's so noisy and because they have like actors from different markets that they just don't even bother to mic anything they just film it completely silent and add everything in post hmm. like they everyone has to dub their lines and then they add all the sound effects okay Makes sense. And, and maybe that'll be on the next Department of Corrections, too. Turns out I just had some sort of bias against Hong Kong movies. I, I, I have an idea for a podcast. Okay. This one is called <clears throat> Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Shrek, But We're Afraid to Ask. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's... That's a good idea, and I, I think we could sell that. Who doesn't love Shrek? He's like, Shrek and Nicolas Cage are like the internet's two favorite movie stars. Yes. Has anyone ever done a, a Shrekless Cage? I'm sure they have. How could they have not? Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you can buy a pillow of that on Wish.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a pillow with. <laughs> but I mean, to to both of those venerated actors, that that would be my pitch. Is like, you guys haven't teamed up yet. Would you? Why are you leaving money on the table? My God! You both need a big hit. Face off two. This time it's Nick and Trek. AJ, Nicolas Cage turned down the role of Shrek. No. It seems odd to me that they offered it to him, but it would have been wonderful. Fans have since joked on Twitter that DreamWorks should make a live action remake casting Nicolas Cage. I would, I would be there to see that. This is the kind of stuff that you could know about Shrek. Stuff yeah. you're afraid to ask. Oh, dare I speak its name? Shrekless Cage. <gasps> <laughs> We're here to say, yes, don't be ashamed. It was almost a thing. And it is. On Redbubble and Witch.com. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have any number of, of, of questions about Shrek spinoffs, because I mean, the only I think actual spinoff we got was the Puss in Boots movie. And uh, why? Why haven't we brought Shrek into our world? It's been I think there was a short with the with the donkey and his babies. The half those. dragon babies. Yeah. The the drunkies. Is that what you'd call them? Drankies. This is really, I think this is why medieval societies fell apart. Too hard to come up with names for all of these half one animal, half the others. Yeah. And and the the consternation that comes with the fact that, yes, I can breed these two animals together and it makes a baby, but I have sex with all these animals and they never make a half human son for me. 
that I can I've ride to town. Fucking this bull like crazy. <laughs> no minotaurs. Seen my son? He loves apples. Feed him an apple. <laughs> what what are you most afraid to ask about Shrek? Oh I'm not that afraid to ask these questions. Obviously, like I'm but what what am I shying away from? Uh I, I guess we gotta get into some Mike Myers questions then. Because it's not mm. Shrek. Like even though Shrek is a big scary ogre and I'm meant to be afraid of him, I just love him. Uh but Mike Myers, like uh the voice of Shrek. How much what, do we what, really know about what him? What happened there? Yeah. <laughs> so, says here Mike Mike Myers was born in Haddonfield and uh, was committed to an insane asylum. Well, that doesn't sound good. Did Shrek have anything to do with his uh, fall fall from grace? Because he's you know still pretty much on top of the world when those movies started, and by the time they ended, he couldn't. Well, I think that had less to do with Shrek and more to do with other decisions that were made. Although I honestly, I think we're the 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 pump has been primed. We're ready for to somebody to unscrew that spigot and let more Shrek pour out. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Get get Jamie Lee Curtis in here as Shrek's long lost sister. That'll be a little joke for just the adults. <laughs> get it, Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. Did uh did Dana Carvey ever do anything with Shrek? No, but I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think that they. I don't know if they've ever made up, but I, I think that that was as much as I love those Wayne's World movies. I don't think that there was a lot of uh, bono me on that set. I think that Mike Myers just hated Dana Carvey and hated the fact that he got to be in the movie. Really, and thought he was stealing his uh, stealing his spotlight. Boy, that must have really <clears throat> felt good when he was in Austin Powers too. And Dana Carvey was in The Master of Disguise. <laughs> yes. I think the thing I'm most afraid to ask about Shrek would be what kind of lover he is. I'm going to guess a lazy one. He's very... He's got layers. Yeah, you're probably right. Lazy. <laughs> put, it, put it on the board. One that likes to do it in, in a mud puddle. <laughs> Shrek is a selfish lover. Yeah. Well, we could this with this idea, we could uh, open up questions to the public, and then we would just have to uh, consult the the literature and uh, where where appropriate. Uh, call on our vast knowledge of Shrek and, and answer those questions. How much how much research into Shrek would we have to do to become the world's foremost experts on Shrek? I feel like there's probably not a lot of. <clears throat> For as popular as Shrek is as a meme, that's a very wide and shallow field. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could go very, you know, an inch wide and a mile deep on Shrek. Learn even, everything about Even the about source Shrek. material, it, it is a picture book, is it not? It's not even a, what, what I would have called a chapter book as a kid. I think it's yeah. something I just you know could, the, could the, read that and edited version of minutes. the Shrek book where it's like... They they replaced all the text with weird stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Let me see. Ah, here we go. <clears throat> Damn it. Where is it? Shrek decided to marry whatever this thing is. No priest would officiate because God hated Shrek for being alive. So they used a crocodile. <laughs> Shrek was still hungry, so he ate a bolt of lightning. Yum, said Shrek. My diet is everything. You eat my food, said the cloud that made the lightning. Please at least tip 20%. <laughs> okay, said Shrek. I will get your tip from my bag. Shrek reached into his bag for his gun that killed clouds. <laughs> okay. Somebody, yeah, somebody just made a fake version of the Shrek book where Shrek is way wilder than in the original. Okay. 
Anyways, that's everything you ever wanted to know about Shrek, but we're afraid to ask. What's your idea? Okay. Uh, well, we we did a whole podcast about uh, like a desert island survival scenario, and uh, the uh, what what would your desert island top ten is is a pretty standard interview question. Another one is uh, if you were on death row, what would your last meal be? And my idea is a podcast called uh, Earn Your Last Meal that uh, would start with that question. But we would also uh, ask not just what it what what you would like to be served, but uh, what crime you would like to commit uh, to get on death row and get that killer meal. Ah, that's a good that's a good idea. So we talk about like what you want for your last meal and then what kind of crime you're going what to commit. What are you willing to like? Cause uh, I mean, these, these five course, five star dinners don't grow on trees. You got to kill some people or, you know, do something truly heinous too. And this is a great idea for like a commercial too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a guy and they're like, dead man walking, you know, they take him to his cell and the priest is there. He's doing the crossing himself and, you know, the executioners that is standing there by the electric chair. And then the, here's the guard. And he's like, you ready for your last meal, Nash? And here, bring it in on a tray. Just like you asked. And he slams it down and it's just a Klondike bar. <laughs> That that's always the frustration with these stories is that uh you know they 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 they've done what it takes to get this wonderful opportunity that we all dream about <laughs> and and they're so trashy and bedraggled that they they choose uh something that any one of us would just be like that's just Thursday for me. <laughs> I I yeah. think that there could be a good reality television show too that that is all about the prison chef who is in charge of making this most magical of meals every week there's a new guy who's gonna die but before he goes off to the chair or whatever he he has to give a review of uh how the contestants did make his last meal (laughs) he's the host of chopped it's called chopped and screwed because they have to cook but then the guy who eats the meal is completely screwed um what about this? I just had this idea. If I ever commit a, a murder and get put on death row, uh-huh. I'll be like, they'll be like, what do you want for your last meal? And I'll be like, the first lady. <laughs> I want to eat the president's wife. They'll be like, damn. Damn. Oh, this is a real, this is a real catch twenty two. We've got like ourselves a in baked Alaska that looks like a new Jill Biden. Just, I want to eat Doctor Jill Biden. <laughs> They're like, and not some clever that, thing where you make an approximation of her with the uh, president is going to be so mad at us, <laughs> but we did offer him whatever he wanted. Can we just like cut her legs off? <laughs> Cover them in Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> that would be acceptable. I, I want to eat. Go ahead. I want to eat Amy Carter's cat, Ying Yang. <laughs> They're like, that cat died in the 70s. <laughs> Do we know where they buried it? I don't know. Do you think that they would set out some some rules for for uh, nasty Nate, the cannibal killer, that, that he can't get more human flesh? No, that's the thing is that I'm gonna I'm gonna commit a crime in a way that makes it seem like I hate cannibalism, and then I'll pull the old switcheroo on him when they ask me for my last meal. Yeah. I'll be like, I want uh, a big bowl of soup with the keys. To unlock my cell. <laughs> I'm just asking for the, the poison hot dogs they use on the rats in the prison. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ruin that whole show for them. They're selling, yes, selling all those meal. tickets in that little room, and, and I'm, I'm not giving them a show. 
And they're going to like, you can't do that. You got to give those folks a show. They bought tickets and I'm going to be like, fuck them. Give me the, the poison hot dogs. On, Mr. Estes. <laughs> Don't you see? Oh, that'd be great. What if you did? What if you did a movie that was like Weekend at Bernie's, but it was. Them electrocuting like the, a dead body. <laughs> like they got to yeah. sell it. It's the warden of a prison and the. The guy on death row committed suicide, but they have to keep pretending he's alive so that they can have the execution. Okay, yeah. And the the governor is calling him up, like, "Warden, Warden, do you are you keeping an eye on him? He's not going to commit suicide, is he? We really want to see this guy fry." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Here, here you want to talk to him? Hello, it's me, the cannibal." And then, like, yeah. News- New information comes out, and the the governor orders a stay of execution. (laughs) 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 Wants to give him the pardon. That's the big. That's the big kooky ending. Yeah, because because we're gonna have weekend at Bernie's in prison too. They'll pick up (laughs) right where the first one (laughs) leaves off. Death row at Bernie's. Mm -hmm. Which uh, all right? I got I got another idea here. Sure. This one is called Nathan and Andrew's Fetus Academy. Okay. You know how uh, sometimes pregnant ladies will put headphones on their belly Mm -hmm. and play like Mozart for their babies? Yep. To make them smarter? Well, this would be a podcast. Just play us instead and make the baby double smart? You put put the headphones on the the belly and then then you just let let us take the wheel. And we're going to make this kid so fucking smart. Okay. I'm going to be like, listen, listen, I know you're, you're only, you're only in the second trimester, but you got to know, don't ever sign up for the insurance when you rent a car. It's a scam. You're, they require you to use a credit card and credit cards already have that insurance. They're double dipping. The baby is trying to understand what a car is and what insurance is. He's picturing, he's probably picturing like his fingers, right? I think that's probably the only thing he knows in the world. Yeah, and they aren't even good yet. He's like, oh, so this he could try must- to pick his nose and he wouldn't have like uh, the uh, motor skills to do it. This one, this must be car, and this one is insurance. And then he becomes a great boxer, and he's like, you're going to have a real problem with my friends here. Car and insurance. <laughs> he's, he becomes a, a 1900s John Sullivan-style uh, <laughs> Irish boxer. Like, like, bare fist, where, where they just uh, walk around in circles, and <laughs> you, you, you get go to 50 rounds most nights. It doesn't matter what we talk about. We spent a whole thing on how to like do do PVC plumbing. He yeah. still gets bored like an eighteen hundreds Irish bare knuckle brawler. <laughs> that's that's the outcome of all the children. <laughs> it's like a Philip K. Dick novel. No matter what we do, he's always born just a guy who gets in fights at bars. <laughs> yeah, who has a. Uh, uh, a little bit uh, off-center sort of names for his fists. This one is Shrek, and this one is Nicolas Cage. I'd like to introduce you to my friends, sister, <laughs> sister, and the smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> that one would be especially good if he was uh, a freak born with uh, three, three arms. He's got a- yeah, he's got three Tia arms. Tamara and <laughs> Tia Tamara, and then he, and then he kicks. He's got he kicks you, and he's like, "Let's say hello to the smart guy." Uh, other than that, I guess that we could um, just maybe, maybe try and subliminally plant things in these kids' minds that'll help us down the road. Mm-hmm. Some sort of uh, uh, help a future power grab uh, 20 yeah. plus years from now. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're just making their babies smarter by letting us talk to them in the womb. And then 
18 years from now. Oh, 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 what's this? We're running for president and vice president. And then we get up on stage, the, the debate, and they're like, oh, these two have no chance of winning. And we're like, Tia and Tamara. And then 18 uh, year olds all <laughs> over the world, <laughs> like the Manchurian candidate. Yeah. All marching in lockstep to the polls to cast their vote. The America's youth have spoken. Now we're in charge. First, first order of business, a presidential decree. We are bringing back the smart guy. <laughs> I mean, we, we're making Martin Lawrence. The, <laughs> he's the new secretary of state. And the secretary of war is Shanene. <laughs> <laughs> just not knowing that Shanene is Martin yeah so Martin has to do twice as much work as everyone else <laughs> in our UPN cabinet <clears throat> Martin can you go get Shanene we need to talk about these plans to invade <laughs> he has to run out of the room and change real quick that's a I didn't know that you'd started wearing lipstick, Martin. And he's going to rip it off real fast. <laughs> oh, 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 you know, uh, yeah, there was uh, some fans of mine out in the hall. <laughs> you know, they they uh, they get a little uh, crazy sometimes. Do you have another idea? Uh, I do. And uh, this is another super ultra niche podcast that we're going to try to sell to some elites. It's the Moonlanders exclusive podcast, a podcast that will only ever be sold to people who have set foot on the moon. And we're going to cover all kinds of diverse topics that uh, are important to uh, people who've landed on the moon, like, uh, you know, the best foods uh, in uh, light gravity, Um you know, places uh, that you can sell moon rocks since you brought a whole bunch back with you and you held on to them and, you know, they've appreciated in value. Uh, we'll try to find you uh, buyers for those moon rocks. Uh, Best place know. to go to the bathroom on the moon. Uh-huh. I like to go to the dark side. Yeah. Hey, More listen, privacy. all of our New York listeners out there, you think it's hard to find a public restroom in New York City? Try finding one on the moon. Am I right? This actually there is here's a science fact for you. D there are hundreds of bags of shit on the moon <laughs> because the, the astronauts leave the poop behind so that the ship doesn't weigh as much. So along with the with the flag and the plaque and so they can smuggle humanity. more of the moon rocks that have actual value back with them. Though, I don't know if they had a bag of, I took this shit on the moon. I'm sure that I could find a buyer for that item as well. Oh, yeah. Moon shit. Here's, oh, I got a, here's, here's a little tip for any moon landers who are currently on the moon. Watch out for Elon Musk's rocket that is going to crash into the moon. That hasn't already happened, has it? Mm, crash. I remember the one that was going to, uh crashed back to earth like a month or two ago no um, i was oh. unaware that there was another one that was gonna crash into the moon now apparently it is not a spacex rocket but it is a chinese booster unit there is a piece of a giant piece of space junk that is going to crash into the moon uh soon it is on a collision course. I'm, 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 I'm not seeing a date, but this is all like within the last week. Anyways, uh, if you're on the moon right now on your secret Nazi base, <laughs> watch out. All right, let's go to the hotline. Okay. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at the podcast hotline at 702-763-2277. 702 podcast we try to get podcast but it wasn't available you can also email us at we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com and here is a voicemail from a listener 
I've got an idea for a podcast. I think you should discuss how Judy Greer has transformed from her 1999 appearance in the hit film Jawbreakers to her TV appearance in the hit comedy show Arrested Development in 2004 from uh, Fern Mayo slash Violet to Kitty Sanchez. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. Um, what do you think? What should the name of that podcast be? You can give us a. Well, he only only gave us uh, two two times in the Ju- Judy lifespan. Uh, obviously, I want to call it uh, Judy, 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 and uh, we'll we'll also talk about uh, her her turn in the uh, Jurassic World films, maybe. Oh, or, or yeah. late late era Judy Greer. She was like. Uh... She's like one of the secondary characters in a lot of romantic comedies, I think. Yeah, she kind of uh, took the mantle from Bonnie Hunt as the uh, best friend. Yeah, I mean, that uh, did she play two different roles in Jawbreaker? I gotta be honest, I'm not sure I've ever seen Jawbreaker. I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. I think... This is confusing. I'm not getting anything. Oh, she does. Yeah, she plays two different characters. Huh. Interesting. Not good for a podcast, though. Just looking at Google and learning things. I should wait and do research before we do the Judy, Judy, Judy cast. <laughs> what if and, we did... Uh, just just before... Uh, you know, before we, we do the Judy, Judy, Judy cast, uh, which Judy do you think is going to be your favorite? Early, mid, uh, or late I, career Judy? I like late career Judy Greer. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's the sidekick to downtown Julie Brown. <laughs> How about you? What do you what do you feel? What are your feelings um, on Judy? Greer? I feel like I'm gonna probably go mid-career Judy, but uh, as as it was brought up, like I I I don't really remember Jawbreaker, so like I, I could rewatch that, and maybe I find a, a new appreciation for uh, Judy in these films, but before I was really aware of her. Yeah, young Judy Greer. Who knows? What if we did this podcast, but we intentionally. Uh fucked up and thought that Judy Greer was Pam Greer. Oh, just... <laughs> oh coffee? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jackie Brown. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never seen this movie you're talking about, but uh yeah. She's one foxy lady. All right, let's go to the let's go to the Podtron. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence that we created. We trained it using the podcast charts, gave it all the hottest names and descriptions of podcasts, and it generates a list of podcast titles for us to use as jumping off points. Podcasts like, wait, how did this podcast get here? (laughs) The first podcast that is uh, delivered at random in uh, hard form, like uh, it will be an audio cassette that that we mail to. What do you say, like a hundred random households in America? Yes. Oh my God! Yes. Just, just make, just make a bunch of tapes. Just send them out to people. They're like, "What is this?" We'll put together a whole little packet, you know, like when they send a yeah. screener to somebody at the academy and it's like it has popcorn and like a little uh, little Red Bull. They have a bag of candy and then I the think we should not DVD. say our name in it. So so that like it triggers like some impulse to to do some sleuthing and people are like yeah. what the hell is this it was the, the funniest podcast i've ever listened to and oh my god got to find out who these guys are and then we Would got they people know it was a podcast though if we there, there'll be like a, a whole uh, subreddit about like trying to figure out <laughs> who who's mailing these amazing podcast tapes out 
Yeah. All right. Do you have one for the Podtron that you like? I do. And this one is called uh, The Disposable Sex Education. The Disposable. And this could be. This could kind of tie into the Fetus Academy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's good uh, for someone to remain true to the roots, to know where they came from. So uh, we can tell the babies that, uh, yes, you came from a sex. That uh, That's good. Also, these, these fetuses, listen, we're going to be... We're not going to be making them memorize the state capitals or anything like that. That's that's asking too much of a fetus. But there are certain things that you can hardwire into a child's brain when they're that small. You could just, you know, bang a hammer and show them a rat and they they remember. <laughs> so maybe if, how are we going to show them a rat, though? <laughs> I mean, they they might be able to get the hammer, but unless uh, we we give them a uh, roommate, uh, I <laughs> don't think that they're gonna know what the rat is. This is what this is this is how it works. We uh, this is a special uh, service that we provide, <laughs> <laughs> where <clears throat> you tell us what you want your child to not do, and then we will. Uh, we will play German techno music and put a rat <laughs> into your vagina. Our rats Just, are 100% safe. All of our rats have been declawed and detoothed. These are Richard Gere grade rats. Yeah. These these are rats like I I've, I've got a, a a whole rat terrarium and none of these rats uh, have the ability to care for themselves. I have to feed all of them tapioca, tapioca pudding for all of their meals. Just the world's smallest little rat spoon. It's a lot of work, but uh, it, it's worth it uh, to teach these kids uh, important lessons. Yeah, and we want to be clear that while these rats are uh, very weak and sickly, they're not like that in like a Jonathan Lipnicki kind of way. They're more like, like some kind of creature without eyes that would be in a Guillermo del Toro movie. They're, they're, they're so sickly and weak that they, they're guaranteed not to hurt you, but they look horrifying. Yeah. That's, that's our guarantee. That is the Nathan and Andrew fetus Academy <laughs> guarantee. <laughs> Uh, they, like, I mean, they are part of our academy. Uh, they are teachers in good standing. Uh, these are professional, uh, D claw D toothed rats. Yeah. Let's, I mean, and, and we charge on a sliding scale, but you, you should know that this sliding scale does affect the quality of, uh, of our rat professors. Mm hmm. You're going to get some it, adjuncts if you're at the one end. At the other yeah. end, oh, you're going to get, this is our tenured rat professor, yeah. old, old Nicodemus. Here he comes. <laughs> He's I, got a little I, cane and glowing eyes. I've got that one rat that looks like Michael Caine in the Cider House Rules. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, this, this rat is addicted to ether. We're going to have to give him some. <laughs> That's, to they've take got with the little tiny rat-sized ether mask. And after they've had their tapioca, then they can have their ether. But if you don't eat your tapioca, you can't have ether. <sighs> That's the disposable sex education. And uh, I, I think that that one does have uh, legs, unlike some of these rats, uh, because... <laughs> it being disposable, <laughs> uh, we we can make up new uh, new rules of how sex works every week. I don't think that would be a problem. Yeah, it's a, it, it's basically just a this is a, a subscription service where uh, every every week for not for nine months we just mail you a new fucked up rat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna teach you all about sex and if you don't like what he's got to say <laughs> throw him away there'll be a new one next month find something that Just works grab for his you tail find, and toss find him in the, the rat rules that, that works for you <laughs> <laughs> oh god just throw him in the 
You know that little tampon trash can? Yeah, yeah that's where yeah, he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, I got another one here. Okay. The Podtron suggests a podcast called Cat Collars in the Night. Ooh. That's a bad time to do some cat calling. It's hard, hard to feel- uh, see, see uh, you know, uh, when I think about cat calling, I, I think about uh, looking at a person and, and uh, picking out different parts of their anatomy <laughs> that, that I find appealing and then uh, coming up with uh, compliments and some constructive criticism based around those physical <laughs> Like, not enough cat callers are, are identifying what their service is as constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. You, but I mean, in the night, I, I, at the best, you can be hey, like, baby, oh, hey. you, you cut a pleasing silhouette down there. Hey, hey, little constructive criticism. <laughs> that figure has third act problems. <laughs> This could also just be a podcast about like doing like actual cat calling. Like you're Mr. Yeah. Whiskers. Psst, psst, psst. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just call, you know, maybe you have an indoor outdoor cat. It's bedtime. And you, you don't want your cat out there all night. That That is that is if 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 I don't think I have that skill. But it's one I would like to have. Could you imagine if you you could uh, say the word and a cat would do your bidding? You just out there, dragon, dragon. Time to come back inside. Stop bothering old Nicodemus. <laughs> but I mean, if if you could give a cat a command and and they would follow it, you know, you you could probably get a you know a, a daily show at a casino in Las Vegas. They could just be like the cat magician. There is like a Russian cat circus where they've trained the cats to do tricks. And I did also recently see, uh, uh, you've probably seen this too. It was going around a week or two ago. The video of the, of the guy on the street who has the rats trained where he can like tell them to go places and they just move around. Have you seen that? No. It's like a, it's a, homeless fella and he has a bunch of rats and they're all like very well trained like you know how Brad Pitt's dog is in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. now imagine instead of Brad Pitt a homeless man and instead of that Hollywood actor dog a bunch of rats so so That's like Willard much- with Crispin Glover well, Crispin Glover didn't play a homeless man, did he? No, I mean he he wasn't a rich man, uh, but he he did have the power to command rats. <laughs> you know, I can't say for certain. I'm I'm making a judgment based on what little I know. But in the video, the guy is like sitting at the subway station, and he just keeps like he'll like take one of the rats and like toss it out, and then point somewhere, and the rat comes and like sits right where he points and then waits there. It's incredible. I wish I had that power over anything. If that guy wants to trade places with me, I I will gladly let my children (laughs) run into the sewers. (laughs) Just start gnawing on the electrical cords. And then I will have a house full of rats that do the dishes and, and change the dog's water bowl. That's you, cat you, collars you, you, in the night. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, I've got another one here. Uh, and uh, this one is called uh, The Scared Script Writer with uh, Brandy Posey, who I don't know who is. But uh, The Scared Script Writer, it sounds like a show about like uh, what, what, what if someone who's easily frightened is trying to write a horror movie. And it could be an interview process, uh, interview show where we interview someone who uh, writes scary movies, and and we ask them how how they go about doing it without scaring themselves. And we and we have to get Brandy Posey in on this. Who's Brandy Posey? Do you know who that is? 
she's a comedian. I mean, okay. This isn't a Most real podcast time. that I've brought out, is it? I mean, this oh. sometimes sometimes when we get a with, I, I I got got something to talk about with the with, but I'm not sure who she is, so I it's not a. Hang on, I don't think. No, she she does have a podcast, but it's not called the Scared Scriptwriter. Yeah, usually when we have these uh, with ones, it's somebody. It'll chop one of those off and put a Patron will put it on one of its ideas. Uh, well, just the scared script writer then. Uh, do, you, maybe, do you got any? Maybe this is a vehicle. We write the we write the podcast and then we pitch it to Brandy Posey. Okay. So right. we basically, this is a scripted podcast about a script writer who is scared. And then we pitch it to Brandy Posey like, hey. What do you think of this? It's like The Shining, but in podcast form. She's, oh, I'm writing a script on my typewriter. Fun fact, it's apt pupil. That's some Stephen King trivia for you. That he wrote apt pupil on a typewriter? That's what Jack was writing in The Shining. Oh, really? Yeah. You know how Stephen King likes to do where everything exists in the same universe. Mm-hmm. Jack was writing apt pupil, another Stephen King story. I, think I, I, I read, I read that book, but it was when I was 16 or 17. And I think that I was just like, Oh, that's cool. And I just completely forgot. So, Cause Oh man, this is so cool. He wants to be a Nazi. So fucking cool. <laughs> they have the coolest <laughs> uniforms. Yeah, back in my uh, little uh, little AJ growing up in Kentucky. Days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Mister Carter gave me this book. It's called oh, Shine. Man. Oh, you my you. boss! <laughs> wow. <laughs> but uh, the scared scriptwriter, uh, I, I do think that it is more of a script idea. The Scared Scriptwriter is a story. This is a... It's like a... Charlie Kaufman type of thing here. Okay, yeah. I mean, this really would be... This is exactly a Charlie Kaufman thing, right? It's a screenplay about a scriptwriter who is scared, and then we cast a, a known actor playing a version of themselves... Mm-hmm. That is exactly. I mean, get Kaufman on the phone. It in, it, tell, him in the stop, film, it, tell him to stop. Tell him to stop writing Richard Linklater's life. <laughs> God, that would be foundation. Just oh God, I love both of them so much. And if I found out that uh, it had actually been Charlie Kaufman writing all of the. Richard Linklater movies. That it's all been like a story within a story where he just created this character who, I mean, essentially it's like every other Charlie Kaufman character. Well, put it this way in general, when I watch a Charlie Kaufman movie now, now after the early ones where they, they could be more or less just funny and and lighthearted, but make you, make you think a little bit. The, the last several have all been movies that I watch and I think about for like a week solid and, and, and I'm just like in a depressive state until I get over get mm. over it, you know? Yes. I, I think that I would be in, in a personal lockdown if that happened for a good month. Is I tried to wrap my head around the fact that the entirety of uh, Richard Linklater's career was artifice and uh, it was completely concocted by Charlie Kaufman. You have that big red button that you hit. This is the thing on the wall. And then big steel doors close over your house. Like Brian Cranston and Godzilla. I can see you out there. I'm like, we're supposed to podcast. You're like, Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> can't, 
can't do it. Still processing. Can't, can't, can't process Jelly Kaufman. <laughs> That was all part of Charlie Kaufman's plan all along. Yeah, realizing that I'm, I'm actually co-host. an actor in this. Yeah. Vi- yeah, it's it's a nationwide performance because because we've all been. Oh, I'd probably have to stop watching movies and just like be like, all right, I'm a NASCAR fan now. Charlie Kaufman has no sway there. <laughs> All right, here are, here are our options for this week. Okay, okay. We have everything you ever wanted to know about Shrek, but we're afraid to ask. Earn your last meal. Nathan and Andrew's Fetus Academy. The Moonlanders exclusive podcast. Judy, Judy, Judy. Wait, how did this podcast get here? The Disposable Sex Education. Cat Collars in the Night. And the scared scriptwriter with Brandy Posey. Okay, uh, there are a few of these I like this week. Um, I could definitely do the Shrek one. Mm. I could do the uh, Last Meal one. Mm-hmm. I could do the Fetus Academy. I but think, I yeah. think I might like Disposable Sex Education off of the Podron list the best, maybe. What do you I- think? I really like those first three, but I also like the scared scriptwriter with Brandy Posey. <laughs> but if it were, if we did, if we took the scared scriptwriter and wait, how did this podcast get here? I didn't even as as a podcast delivery thing. Like I, I would very much enjoy being the uh uh creamy center of a mystery slash controversy i want to get snopes so so this was this was my idea for this would be that we go ahead and come up with the script for the scared scriptwriter record it to cassette tape and then mail it to brandy <laughs> posey <laughs> all right I think that stick up a, a little bit of a pin in that one. I say say that that is a uh, non weekly episode, but but something that that goes on the agenda. This and then is we a pick one of the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, I would say, out of those first three, the Shrek one, the Meal one, and the Fetus Academy. Hmm. I think I like earn your last meal the most. Like just nope. I, that's that's one I think that we could have a guest. That is definitely discuss. a guest guest episode. It's a it's a good one for a guest, yeah. right? You have the guest on and you talk about like what their meal would be and then who they would murder and how. And then then we even get into the thing it's like okay, you you've laid it out there if uh, that person listens to this podcast. Uh Give them some advice how to uh, uh, avoid you. Yeah. Your, your, their death is not necessarily inevitable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that one. All right. Well, folks, th- there you have it. If you want to hear Earn Your Last Meal, it'll be up on patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet this Friday. Go to Patreon and sign up to support us, and you will get access not only to the bonus episode every Friday, but to an entire back catalog, hundreds of hours of listening. Everything from limericks to entire screenplays that we've written. Mm -hmm. It's all there for you. So go, go do that. Write us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever other weird apps you might be using and uh, tell your friends, tell your friends about our podcast and tell them about the Patreon. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. I'm Andrew James Estes. Good night. Oh, fuck. I accidentally deleted this song that plays at the end. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>